0: Everybody, welcome to the Kickstart podcast presented by Pro Taper. I'm Don Maeda, and uh, this podcast is being brought to you from the Del Taco parking lot in Temecula. And uh, the four of us are in separate places Anton's home in Illinois, Chase's home in Menifee, Murrieta. And Alex, where where the hell are you? I'm
1: in JFK, dude. JFK? I, to to, I, I flew to JFK to get to Cincinnati. Like, huh. did, did you fly spirit was, <laughs> so okay so here's what happened we we had like a, a spirit flight um, last night it was a red eye I'm back to Kentucky and then um, yeah the pilot just didn't show up and we were all on the plane ready to go like one in the morning and yeah he just didn't show up so everybody went downstairs it was a whole thing we were at the airport till I think three o'clock trying to figure it out they finally rebooked us on a on a new flight, uh, on a different airline. So uh Well yeah, Spirit we is Spirit
0: in. is that airline that you have to pay extra for your bag, extra for your seat, and extra for your pilot to show up, right?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean it yeah. was it was kind of a it was kind of a shit show, but I mean it's it's working out. We slept at the airport. I'm in JFK right now, so
0: But you were in James, Vegas. Good. But you went to yeah, Vegas. We were Vegas? You, yeah. you drove yeah, to, we Vegas to Vegas from Salt Lake or you flew to Vegas?
1: No, we flew to Vegas. It was like a, it was like a seventy dollars flight to Vegas, and then the hotels, in Vegas this time of year were like thirty bucks. So, yeah, we just hung out by the pool for a couple of days, and, and you know, had a few beers, So, bases, just got it going.
0: So the reason that our podcast is a day late is because you were drunk. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, you know, just, you know, just, you know, had a couple of drinky foods, hung out with the old lady, and you know, just had a good old time.
2: Mm. Okay. I so supported it, a- right. yeah.
1: yeah, that I was good. You earned it. it. You, you earned yeah, it this year. Yeah. So sorry everybody for the for the delay. This is this is, this, is, this
0: one's on me. <laughs> so, um, Salt Lake finale. Uh, Anton, you watched it from the sidelines because you stayed home as it was Mother's Day. Um, I did. I did. It, it was a damn good one. I mean, I think Chase and Avery will agree that it was uh it was quite a night.
1: Yeah, it was just great racing all night. I mean, I don't know if it has anything to do with the track, but like when the main events came around, like, I mean, the the 250 battle between Thrasher and and Hunter, and then even the 450 the 450 class, you know, with with your boy Malcolm, Swap and and Marsha and and Coop and and Gam, like the whole the whole battle, it was just it was awesome to watch. Honestly, I mean, like even me, like. I was bummed, you know. I wasn't in the main event, obviously. Like I am, I have been the whole year. But at the same time, I'm still a fan of the sport. And to be able to watch like a great race like that, it's it's cool to see. Even on even else off the track, like in the pits, every single rig I went under, everyone just seems so happy that they were finally like at the last round.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it was like a happy to be at the last round, not a God. It's finally over.
3: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> even like when I left Denver, I kind of got that vibe. Like, this hasn't been, you know, the banner year. I think that a lot of people thought, but it's been great in every which way. We're just kind of getting back to that normalcy of like, hey, dudes, get hurt, and you're racing yeah. 17 times in 18 weeks, and it's like, it's a grind. Like, we're back to the grind, you know, and it's a little bit of a transition period. But, I mean, it it looked like a great race, even. Even on Friday, like all the stuff that I was seeing that you guys were putting out, even other people were putting out, I was like chomping at the bit to see what was going to happen. You know, setting in the press conference on the Zoom call and like just seeing the dynamic between Christian and Jet and Hunter, I'm like, dude, I can't wait. Like, I can't wait for qualifying on Saturday. I can't wait for all of that. And it lived up to it. It was, you know, the most exciting finale ever. No, but it delivered in terms of like a lot of great racing. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like that Sexton Anderson battle was great. I just didn't see it on TV.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. There was that much of a battle. Sexton kept him, kept him honest, but yeah, he wasn't close enough to make a move or anything. Okay,
1: no, yeah, yeah. It yeah. seems
3: yeah. like like the I because I looked at the lap times, like the difference in gaps, like as the race went on, and it kind of like went up and down and up and down. And then yeah. Jason must have been cruising in those last few laps because it went down to two something seconds. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, you know, there was so much to watch though between like. Cooper and Marvin, and then Justin and Malcolm. And you're just like, oh, my God, yeah, this has been yeah. good enough. So I, to hear it in
1: person would have been crazy.
0: You know the uh, how we were talking about Eli going around the stadium and the crowd cheered and followed him mm-hmm. in Denver last weekend? That's what it was like with Malcolm charging yeah. the catchback of the Barsha. It was insane.
1: Dude, we were. I was sitting because I was grabbing how was Your Weekend for the 2D race. And then we we're all sitting watching it with Mitch under the semi. And we just hear the crowd going crazy. And obviously there's that, like, minute delay. So we're thinking, like, oh, my God, Mookie caught him. Like, he he slammed him back. And, no, he never caught him. It was just the crowd cheering as he was trying to catch him. It was crazy. Yeah. And I think one time, like, uh, I think Starling was getting lapped, right? And, but Starling found a gas gas. So, like, a lot of the crowd thought it was Barcher that he was getting close to. <laughs> and, dude, like, that's when you know, they, they started cheering, like, super loud.
0: <laughs> oh man so um when i was on the floor you know seeing the uh the battle and i saw i was in the corner where malcolm passed justin and it was an amazing pass super clean insane yeah. like like fastest anyone's gone through that rut all day i think And oh, yeah. uh then i was like oh no and I was watching the big screen because, you know, like even Eli was like, after you pass Barsha, you have to sprint for a couple of turns to get away. <laughs> and I'm like watching, watching. And, dude, the way Barsha hit him and blew him off the bike, it was like, it was like video game shit.
3: Yeah. Oh, dude, totally. Like, it couldn't have been any, like, more head on, you know, mm-hmm. like how they just hit, how they just no. hit. And Malcolm got lucky. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, man, he didn't break a leg. He didn't this, he didn't that. Dude, he's lucky he didn't get pierced by, like, a brake lever or something because it was just straight on. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, that that was, like, one of Barsha's, like, most textbook Barsha passes, too. I thought the one he did on Jason in Indianapolis when he, you know, cut over in the air off the triple and then hit it at the exit of the turn was good. But, like, yeah. this one was right. Barsha at his best. Holy shit.
1: I yeah. forget who said it, but someone told me that if this was the NFL, that would have been a head-to-head call, like easy. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. yeah. I don't know. I think we all saw, yeah, a penalty coming, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah I think so. They, I mean, they're pretty. They pretty much hit each other freaking head on, you know? Yeah.
0: So he's on probation already. Don't you think? Like, if you're already on probation, it should be more than a ten point. <laughs> penalty
1: i think the the i get the point penalty i think the three dollar three thousand dollar fine for what thirty thousand dollar bonus for a third or whatever is ridiculous though like yeah that's nothing um i
3: was kind of surprised that like uh they let that result stand that they didn't yeah. with a time penalty like because they've done that but this is the thing now you know we have like a new set of people in charge of everything. You know, it's Christina Denny, it's Mike Pelletier, it's uh, J Bone. You know, Jeremy Elbrick, instead of just one guy really making the decisions. And it seems like they're they're making changes into how stuff goes. Uh, but I thought like if he got hit with a time penalty, that would have been more substantial in a lot of ways than the points thing was because yeah. you know he would have lost out on the bonus money and he would have lost out on the points at the same time too.
1: Yeah, he already didn't have the money for third in the third in the championship when he crossed the checkered flag so yeah the 10 points did it but I mean that really didn't do much to him I, I doubt he had I'm sure like these top guys have what podium like top three in points as their bonus program mm. yeah everybody's will be a little bit different but yeah
3: like that's he and Barsh had said it you know that was his big motivator he said all week like that's what it was going to be and honestly I was surprised at how much he stepped up on Saturday to try to get into that position to fight that way. Cause like, if you watch, if you watch qualifying again, he's a second off the pace until the last two minutes of, of the last practice session. And then he finds it. And like after a pretty bad Denver race and a not so good history in Utah as it is, I was like, that's going to be a hard week for Barcia. And he was like going for it, you know? Yeah. So to see him do it that way, I was like, shit. Cause yeah. otherwise I think had he not have had that like head on collision and it would have just been like, bang, 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 like pretty good day. That would have been memorable. And instead it's memorable for a whole different
1: reason now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Did you, did they show him much on TV for qualifying? Cause we, dude, he was like, he was one of the only guys pulling out this three quad and it looked so much faster, but he was so off the pace. We were just scratching our heads as to where he was maybe losing time. They showed him a couple times. Uh, and the
3: time that, the time right before he was going to go put in that last lap heater, like they had the camera on him, you could see him like setting it up, and then yeah. right as he goes to start the lap, it pulled away, and I was like, shit. <laughs> but they showed him a bit. But when he was at his best, like that lap that it, it was just flawless for him, his best one, they had just pulled the camera away
1: from him. Yeah, I honestly think, like with Barsha, like say so you, you compare him, you watch his best lap compared to like uh marvin or or someone like mookie or something like that yeah i feel like like barsha he's trying a little too hard he's going a little bit higher on the jumps he's a little bit more notchy in the corners he doesn't have as much flow as the guys he's revving the bike obviously
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: and then and then two like the other guys they're hitting the whoops at a lower rpm so their wheel isn't spinning to where he's like just he's just hit them wide open with the throttle and it's just getting So, like, I think yeah. he's losing a little bit of time in those little areas. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. I think that's why he's a little off the pace to, like, the top three guys in qualifying. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. You know, I was really
3: surprised by him saying that they had struggled so much late in the season with testing. You know, because it's the same bike as what Husky and KTM have had the last couple years. Yeah, You have the whole textbook there to just, like, go pick and play, like, whatever your settings would be. So, I mean, that does show, like, the teams are always trying something. But at the same point in time, Cooper even said this last night on Mathis' to show, like, you kind of got to go back to what your base is and what you know is good. And every time they stray away from that, they just kind of go off in left field. So there's, like, that constant tug of, like, do you want the next perfect thing and you're going to chase it forever, or do
1: you just stick with what you know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it's, co- it's sort of like this the thing that we talked about in, uh, in Denver, Anton, like with your camera. Yeah. Yeah, you
3: have the base you always go back to and you always know what's gonna be good. And you can go off you the can... line a little bit, but like you always know what you can what works wherever you take it to. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey so Alex <laughs> Talk about the track on press day.
1: Hmm. Uh, so the track on press day, I mean it was better than Denver, but it was still it was still slick, it was dry, it was dusty. Uh, You know, I mean, you were there. It was sunny out. You know, the whoops, like I kept telling everybody, like don't underestimate the whoops. Like we went over and walked them. Like, oh, they're not that bad. They rolled. Like they're not very steep. Mm-hmm. But like the more we rode them, just in that ten minute practice and that six plus one, like they got pretty chewed up. And I was like, okay, well, tomorrow's these things are going to be pretty rough tomorrow. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean the, the track. I mean it was a fun layout. Obviously, it, it had its tight spots, but. uh like for the most part, I mean, it was a pretty fun track. It just, uh, yeah, the dirt, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't too good on Friday.
0: That's for sure. Did they just how about that? Uh, did they prep about it better that? Saturday, or did they take that silt sand out of that right hand? Yeah,
1: uh, it was better Saturday. They just, they just had too much water. or They didn't have enough water on it. You know, oh, they didn't have. That's any usually water. how it is. Yeah, they didn't really have any water on it on on Friday, which I think they, it, the track just went away. You know, I mean, it's. I mean, I don't know. they didn't have much time to build the track. I don't think. With, I mean, they thought that there was more moisture in the ground. I thought with the rain that they did get. And it, hell, it was snowing a couple of days before we got there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, but yeah, we had a couple nice days, and it sort of dried everything out.
0: Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> it yeah. was pretty dang dusty. Chase, so, our... did you go to
1: Pollock? What's or, that? No I was, I was wondering, you said you were at Paula earlier. Was that for, like, the whole Joey Savachi
0: thing? Uh, I, I went to Paula just because I saw on the Fox Raceway uh, Instagram that was pro day today, and they were kicking slow guys off. So I was like, oh, people will be there. And then uh, Anderson <laughs> told me he was going there to test. So I went out to film, and, uh, yeah, lo and behold, I pulled in the parking lot, and the Joey Savachi press release hits my email right when I put my car in park. And then I look, forward, <laughs> I look to the right, and there he is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: so wow. yeah. just, I, was, I was I don't know why i said that but i was just curious about that because i seen it on instagram whenever i got to the whenever i landed this morning i was like oh shit all
0: right let's go <laughs> yeah it's funny because we all thought it was going to be max anstey last week yeah but yep.
3: Uh, I, just so. I just saw something that said anstey might go back to europe and ride for hurlings Oh, shit. Mathis just said that. Uh, I hadn't heard that, but that would make a lot of sense because KTM is in desperate need of someone over there right now. Mm -hmm. And that series is in desperate need of some competition. Well, I mean, the competition's been good, but everybody's hurt because, like, Prado
1: was even hurt last week. You know, Um, it's – yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay, so, uh, again, back to Salt Lake. uh, Eli was there, even though he wasn't racing. He did the press conference did opening ceremonies and got a hero's welcome for sure. Uh, it's kind of cool that they made such a big deal about Brayton retiring and Chris blows retiring as well. Yeah. Hopefully I thought
1: that that was cool.
0: Do you think they'll do that for you? A Ray? (laughs) No, definitely not. Definitely not. Uh, so, uh, privateer challenge. That thing was pretty cool. Um, yeah, I was like thinking my guy was gonna win it because you were in fourth on the first lap.
1: Yeah, so I got a good start. I was in fourth, uh, you know, just in some of those berms we were cutting down, right? Like with the, the dirt being so dry and and loose, uh, and it had some pebbles in it, right? Like small pebbles. I just came in, washed the front, fell over, and then uh, got up and was trying to work my way back up, and then uh, just. The guy was cutting over on the whoops like he was skinning, but he kept going right, right, right. And I was on the right. So he just pushed me all the way to the bales and ended up crashing again. My bike was all bent up. So it was a bummer. But yeah, that crash is about an $8,000 crash. But I guess you live and learn, right?
0: Well, did results come out yet? What place did you finish?
1: Oh, I was like 20th or something because I crashed twice and my bike was all bent up.
0: Did you beat but, someone?
1: Yeah. Yeah. A wageman because his bike blew up over the triple. <laughs>
0: Oh wait, so oh. wageman's the only guy you beat or the first guy?
1: Yeah.
0: Ca- yeah. Oh, so I got I sent him a check for three hundred bucks this morning. Because he's oh, the nice. he was the first guy to crash out. But if he yeah. was also the only guy behind you in results, I gotta send him another one. Uh oh. He told okay. me uh he told me, Oh fuck, that crash sucked and it hurt. But it's worth it. I'll take the three hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, I have yeah. to
3: say it didn't seem like as much carnage as I anticipated in that race.
1: Totally. Well, yeah, same. Well, no. Well, I think people started to, to realize, like, hey, man, if we do something stupid, we could really lose out on a lot of money because there was a lot of money for top 10, yeah. right? Yeah. So, like, as long as everyone was in top 10 where they wanted to be, they were fine with it. And then everyone after that was just, dude, like, so we did the clothespins, right, for the start. <laughs> but then you got guys like Josh Greco who got number one. You got guys like... Uh, a couple people like who were like slower guys that knew that they weren't gonna win, they were selling their freaking clothespins to like some of the top privateers. Yeah. Like Mathis
0: Moran's told off.
1: me he Mathis told me Carnell paid like a thousand bucks for one. No Jesus. Yeah, Car- oh. Well uh and it Kevin so Moran's paid Moran, 100 dollars to Greco.
0: A hundred <laughs> bucks. He sold to Greco for hundred bucks, gave him his number nine clothespin and then Greco no, sold that one. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, Moran's had one. Greco had or Moran's had nine. Greco had one. Hundred bucks they swapped. And then Greco sold it number nine for another hundred bucks. To somebody else. Yeah. So he made two hundred bucks. The whole shot. He made two hundred bucks before the gate went down. And then I was talking to him and I told him that there was a three hundred dollar crash bonus. And he's like, What if I tip over on the starting gate right now? <laughs> I said, only if you take out, like, four guys with you. <laughs> hey,
1: Ray, were you running handguards for the handguard bonus thing? I was, but I didn't get it. Oh, damn. Who yeah. got it? Um, I don't know. There was a couple people who were running handguards, actually. Hmm. So, I don't know. Probably both Pauly or somebody. So they were one... like, those circuit ones, yeah.
0: And someone had on a kidney belt, too. I saw that. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Well. You know
3: Moranz's whole shot. I I, I think he could have got that without having to buy that gate pick. I mean he he does very yeah he does start very very well. So I was not really surprised to see him do that. Uh, I was more like excited to see how much does Chisholm make up. Like where's the where's like the Dade City Tampa Pro like. Outlaw race strategy going to come in, and then to hear that he was like creeping on the start like Dahmer does, I'm like that.
1: Oh, there it is. There it is.
3: <laughs> See, yeah, I, I thought yeah
1: he his was going to get. I thought he would win no matter what. Well, I as figured soon as I found no out no he wasn't back. Yeah, as soon as he wasn't backwards, I was like, oh, he's got it.
0: Yeah, or behind someone. He was just behind the gate, behind the grate.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Hmm. So Brees made yeah, made I'm it not. through the pack pretty well too. Yeah, and yeah then, uh,
1: he, 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 I think so. Brees and Chiz, they were one and two, right? And then Ch- Brees uh, messed, messed up, up on like the last lap. last lap in the whoops.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but pretty I cool know, race man. though. It,
1: it was, yeah, it was cool. It was a lot of money. I think I seen on Twitter it was one hundred twenty-six thousand mm-hmm. dollars overall. Yeah. So, uh, so like what everybody like the the pay that he sent out to all the guys like it's thought it was going to be a lot higher.
0: Mm -hmm. Um, yeah so we'll see see how
1: it goes awesome uh, race man it's a great idea I mean he's helping out the privateers It's like, you know yeah you have all the factory guys but you you still need the the privateers to be there as well
0: okay so is this for real because Stank was uh, mechanicing for somebody and I was like why aren't you in this and he said that his Instagram story earlier in the year rendered him uninvited
1: Oh yeah, he's he he did and said some some pretty nasty stuff. I wouldn't have let him race either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he he said some he said some <laughs> some very harsh things to Steve. and that, that I, mean, I mean, Stank I like Stank right, like he's a good dude. But like some of that stuff he was saying about Steve is over the line. I feel like because Steve's done so much for the sport. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it's funny because if you see my vlog, I'm like, hey, dude, why aren't you racing? He's like, oh, politics, man. And I was like, those, <laughs> would those politics be, uh, the Instagram story? Fuck you, Steve Mathis. And he goes, yeah. And he's all, mm-hmm. but thank you, Pulp MX. Thank you for putting the, this on for the privateers. It's awesome. It's great. We appreciate you. <laughs> I was like, Oh, maybe he's <laughs> earning his invite for next year. Yeah. yeah. Repenting.
2: Yeah.
0: Hmm. Yeah. So Anton, uh, four fifty class from the couch watching on TV. Uh, what things surprised you about it
3: um the marvin and cooper thing what that was good (laughs) like that was the comment on the podium uh the battle the back and forth battle because like you know so on what was it on thursday cooper you know kind of finally came out and said he's not racing this summer which we had heard for a bit and you know that's why the chirolic dungy thing and all that's happening I had asked, like, in the press conference, like, does that feel like a relief now, you know, to have that, like, off your shoulders? He didn't seem to take that comment the way that I had anticipated. Yeah. Um, he seems a little perturbed by that. So, whatever. That was my fault. If I uh, was probably one-on-one or, like, kind of read the room better, it wouldn't happen happened that way. But uh, to see him, like, go fight like that, like, get a good start go try for it was cool. Uh, And then for Marvin too, like Marvin's not going down without a fight right now. Marvin's trying to prove to everybody why he's worthy of another deal Mm -hmm. because he wants to keep racing. So to see those two guys go like back and forth was cool. Um, You know, I I'm sure that like KTM at a certain point was like, why are they doing this to each other and not just racing forward? But at the same time too, like that's two like gritty ass racers, Mm -hmm. you know, to hear Cooper, that he's going to go back to uh, KTM too, I'm not really surprised by that. You know, there was a lot of people that are like, he's got to be out and everything. And he's even said himself that maybe the atmosphere has been the best thing for him and that he's had to go validate himself to, mm-hmm. you know, his employers. But uh, the thing that I always kind of think of is like, they have a lot of faith in Cooper. You know, even back to when he was first coming off star and going to join the 450 class and how much they wanted him then. Rogers always kind of respected Cooper so I could see them sticking by him I didn't think that he was gonna leave like mm-hmm. that badly um so it'll be interesting to see like how he goes about this summer about getting healthy having this kid and then really honing in that bike for next year because next year could you know it's gonna be a big big deal for them for all of them
0: mm-hmm. I was uh well I was in the impression that Cooper was not re because he didn't like the bike but you know, obviously you're gonna make headway with that. The thing that got me about the the Moose can Web rivalry at Salt Lake was when Marvin won the heat race and was like, "Yeah, I knew I was I'm better than him, so I knew I was gonna get him." I thought that was, dude.
3: Marvin said that a couple times this year too. He said that about Barsha to me in Denver. He's like, "Well, I knew I was faster than Barsha, so I was just waiting for him to make a mistake and then I would pass him." I was just like, "Whoa!"
0: Yeah, okay. that's sick. I like I liked it. I thought it was spicy. I did too. And uh, it was funny because the crowd was like, whoa, <laughs> and then he he backpedaled a little bit and justified it, but it was it was cool to see because I mean the crowd was definitely behind him making that pass in the heat race. Yeah, because
3: he was going forward. I mean, Marvin was definitely like had the had the potential to go forward, and Cooper, you know, knew that he wasn't, but he was going to go down fighting.
0: Yeah. So in the middle of the uh, moosecan Web, you know, main event brawl when uh, you know marvin pushed coop off the track but like i thought it was pretty badass how mookie got cleaned out got up passed both those guys back sure he had help from marvin but i mean he got back to where he was and then almost caught up
2: mm-hmm.
3: yeah uh you could kind of watch the ebb and flow of it on tv that was the cool thing about them leaving the camera on it so long because like i'm sure for you chase and like you guys watching it there, like Chase, especially from where uh, – oh, wait, no, you were in the pit. Sorry. Um, to see, like, oh, shit, is he catching him here? You could see the live timing mm-hmm. go back and forth where, like, he gained some time and then he loses lose some time. And when I'm at the races, I never get to see that. So that was kind of, like, one enjoyable part of watching from television was, like, oh, he is actually making time. Or, like, oh, that was a bad lap, and you could see where that mistake cost him there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, dude, Malcolm was flying. Barsha yeah. got through traffic better a couple times, but then when Malcolm could, like, catch the wake and, like, get in right behind him and make those same moves, yeah, the quarter speed that he had and, like, like A-Ray said, he's just more precise than Barsha is. Like, Barsha's just a heavy throttle hand, and the back end's breaking loose everywhere, and Mar- or Malcolm was driving forward. It was a cool dynamic to watch, and, like, two more laps, and it would have been awesome. <laughs> totally I, was, totally
0: I was surprised told. to see Malcolm jumping the whoops. That yeah, so he that's was a doing test- a different
1: there. line... He was doing a different line through the whoops. He was going three in, and then he would three again, and then he would do a four, and then three out. And he was one of the only guys who was doing that, and he was making up a lot of time. Because, mm. like, I mean, the whoops, yeah, they were tough, but, you know, usually whenever a lot of people start jumping them, it, it makes it pretty easy, like, an easy jump line. But they were so hard-packed and cupped that it was hard to jump them, like, the whole night. And he, for him to go three, three, four, three through there, it was, it was pretty – pretty
0: impressive to watch hey ray how was the uh the entrance to the whoops because uh Shimoda told me it was kind of messed up for a 250 the way I had that like little dog leg he said there was no yeah, I mean, room to get <clears throat> no room to build speed because he's all you know on 250 we go through the whoops in fourth or fifth and so we're like either shifting a whole bunch yeah. going into them or clutching the shit out of the bike
1: yeah i think so i i've seen a couple of the lights guys they would shift up the third over that double out of that corner right mm-hmm. and do like the next two turns and then right before going into the loops, like they would shift at the fourth that's what i watched kristen do so they had that drive but if you're coming out of that turn and fourth, out of that dog leg it's i don't know it's just freaking bike about the damn stall and shit you know mm-hmm. yeah it's like a give and take like like you can jump the loops and be consistent or you know i mean the top three guys were scamming them the whole night and and sort of pulling away right there so, so yes. like if you if you wanted to be on the box you had to skim.
0: Yeah. Was it less of a problem uh on a four fifty?
1: Yeah, it was less of a problem, I think. I, I usually hit the loops in third. I mean and I watched Chiz all day Friday. He just creeped around the inside in third and then just popped up on top of him. And he was doing that stuff on Saturday too and it was he was he was icing it. Yeah, you know, he was just squaring up that turn, just creeping around the inside and then sort of like just getting up on top of him and just carrying like the 450
0: power to sort of driving through them. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Well, hey, let's take a uh, quick break to hear from our sponsors. We'll be back for more. Have you heard that Yoshimura is now making bicycle components? That's right. Their first product to market, the Chileo pedal, was over two years in development, and now they're ready for your mountain bike or BMX bike. Made in the USA and available in two sizes, you have to see these masterpieces of machining to appreciate them. They're most likely the last pedals you'll ever need for your bicycle. Now shipping worldwide. Check them out at YoshimuraCycling.com.
3: Hi, SWAT Moto Live listeners. This is Alex Martin. At Arai, every helmet is handcrafted with dedication to pursue gains and protection, and that is exactly why I choose to race in an Arai helmet. This lifeblood of obsession with protection is driven by a single shareholder and runs through every person who builds an Arai helmet.
1: This is what sets Ari apart. This is Ari. Since 2005, Risk Racing has been a leading innovator within the motocross industry, all while doing it in their own unique way.
0: Whether you are looking for the premier motocross transport system,
1: the lock and load pro, or the EZ utility jug, the fuel can of choice, for me, SGB Racing's Alex Ray, Risk Racing is there to be your go-to motocross shopping destination. Head over to riskracing.com today and see their entire product line. Use code SWAP at checkout to receive 15% off the entire purchase.
0: Hey everyone, Don Moetta here. Over the past 20 years, I've built a ton of cool motocross project bikes. When it comes to choosing a great wheel set, my first call is always to the crew at WUSA. Importers and distributors of Talon, Kite, Han, and Edge hubs, the wheel building team at W is unrivaled when it comes to lacing them up to DID or Excel rims. Roy Cyclery has been servicing Old Town Upland, California since 1962. Mention the Swap Moto Life podcast for additional discounts in the shop.
3: Hey guys, it's Ryan Villapoto. Now that I'm living the retired life and not bound to factory team sponsors, I'm able to choose my partners when it comes to building my bikes. I choose backyard designs to create my motorcycle graphics because they do a great job. Their kits
1: look great, go on easy, and last long.
0: Backyard Design has the most comprehensive and user friendly graphic website in the sport. Use the discount code SWATMOTO at checkout for a discount at backyarddesignsusa.com. G'day guys, this is nine times X Games gold medalist Jared McNeil. Off the motocross bike, I spend plenty of time cross training on my intense mountain bike. From the super fast and efficient Sniper Cross Country bike to the aggressive Primer and Tracer Trail bikes, or even the amazing Taser e bike. Every Intense is designed and developed in the United States and built to the highest standards. A life on two wheels certainly includes pedals too. So give the crew at IntenseCycles.com. Welcome back to the Kickstart podcast presented by ProTaber. Um, ARA, you're about to get on the plane?
1: Yeah, yeah. I think we're about to board here in like two minutes um, or so.
0: First flight to Poundtown.
1: Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) We're just heading home, back east.
0: Heading home. How long are you going to be home before you come back out here? Yes.
1: Uh, So I think I'm flying back probably like just a week before Paula. Mm -hmm. That's a couple days before Paula um, to get all that sort of squared away with the team and everything. Um, But, yeah, right now I'm trying to figure out how to ship my merch because I do have a couple merch sales, and uh, I'm not going to be home for a little bit. So. I might have to call Kenny Taco Bell to uh to maybe help me out with that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well the merch is just like in the spare bedroom or something, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Well yeah, it's upstairs in like the spare bedroom. Yeah. Like a whole office set up in there.
0: Yeah, I think Uncle Uncle Kenny can help handle that. (laughs) Yeah. So uh good uh,
1: seeing swap back at the races though, Anton. Like dude, like he's actually like (laughs) I don't know. It's just cool to see him at the races, right? Oh, we yeah. got I fans, fans too. So many fans, like so many people. Are like, hey, we're swapping. I need an autograph. Hey, we're swapping. I need a picture. <laughs> need
0: that
1: from fan. Like, we got it. We got to get the merch back going. We got to do a collab. We got to do something. Right? Yeah,
0: yeah. I got a lot of merch requests this weekend. But did, Anton, yeah. is this this is the is this the most races I've gone to in a year? Because I, I did three East Coast, Salt Lake. Probably. The, the Ana, yeah, you did San what? Diego. You did
3: Indy, Indy, Minneapolis foxborough this one yes.
0: both anaheim's
3: both anaheim's san, san diego. diego yeah we did you did quite a few yeah
0: yeah i saw christian and he's like oh hey this is your second race of the year and i was all bitch
3: <laughs> I've <been doing laughs> but they say dude but they say that all the time and this <laughs> is like a joke that's going on for forever because i remember like back in the day i would go to races in like 2015 and mikey williamson at cowie would be like where's swap at? And I'm like, uh, the same place that he's always been. It's it's me coming to the race. Like he comes to the California ones. Like we're at High Point, Mike. You know he's not coming to High Point, right? Yeah. And then, uh, but yeah, no, I feel like you went to the same amount of races you always go to, and it was a good number
0: this no, year. No, I feel like I went more, but uh, you went more
3: to East Coast stuff for sure. Yeah. But like you hit all the normal stuff. It wasn't like you were a wall for like the California stuff or Salt Lake.
0: Yeah, I told Chris, you, you went- you're just you're just. You just don't see me because you're engulfed in the cool guy bubble over there. The, mm-hmm. the red. You bubble. went
3: to the East Coast opener.
0: Yeah. I yeah. surprised you in Indy.
3: You did. You and, did.
0: And then I was yeah. on baby watch in uh, Foxborough. Yep.
2: Yeah.
3: It's been, yeah. No, you did.
0: Yeah. You did quite a few. It's been pleasant. And it's, been it's been fun. It's been fun. Filling in on the news break details.
3: Yeah, it's been weird not to do those. I feel like something's missing uh, on the weekend. But it's been weird to, like, not do anything on the weekend. I feel like I told you yesterday, like, uh, a cop that's been on, like, paid leave.
0: (laughs) For beating someone. (laughs)
3: Something. I just, like, I'm just watching from home. I'm like, fuck, man, I just can't wait to do it again. Like, I had fun, and you guys kill it, as you always do, like, I was just like, man, I wanted to see that for myself, too, with you guys, you know. Because, like, the Salt Lake thing, like, I was even, me and Megan were even like, I wonder where they're eating this week. I wonder if they went (laughs) to Honest how many
0: times. (laughs) We only went once. We hit Honest once. We hit Garage on Beck once. We went to, uh, we found a place called Locals Bistro that was really good in Sandy. We went there twice.
1: Mm.
0: And then Dahmer made us go to frickin', what was that shit place we went uh, Texas oh, Roadhouse, Road Texas Roadhouse. That was Island. good. That was good. <laughs> yeah,
2: I yeah I,
3: there was a couple places in Utah that I was missing. Like, there's this one really good bakery, and then there's that place me and Chase went to last year, down where we get those uh, chicken tenders from. Those yeah, were
1: good.
0: Mm. Mm. You know, what we drove by every day and didn't think twice. Was Zaxby's, old Travis. It was F- Zaxby's F- in Utah. Yeah, yeah. It's gross it's looking. Zaxby's trash. All right. A Ray, do you need to check out?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm boarding right now. Have All fun, A Ray. Alright, thank you guys. Give All Samantha right. our Sorry. love. All right, we'll do. Sorry about the delay. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Later.
0: <laughs> so uh you know what's funny this weekend in, in uh Salt Lake is I guess Cade was stretching or something. <clears throat> and A Ray snuck up on him and drew a dick on his pants. <laughs> like, like, like with a Sharpie, like right, drew a dick on the front of his pants and Kate didn't feel it. But then later, Harry <laughs> was on the chiropractor's table getting adjusted. And I looked and there was a big dick drawn on his ass. <laughs> 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 so, uh, those oh, guys okay. on that team seemed to have a good time.
3: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, me and Megan were even talking today, like good for Alex to have, uh, you know, been as chipper as he was through everything this year, because like that was a hard ass year. But Ray was just as happy as ever, and like still trying. You know, like even what he told us a couple weeks ago, like he could either give his all six minutes at that Friday race, or he could waste himself for the rest of the weekend. And it looks like he tried for both. So, like, good job, Alex.
0: Yeah. You know what? What do you guys think? When he had his surgery that late in the off season, I was pretty pessimistic about it and wondering why he would have done that. Did, did that occur to you guys? Uh,
3: no, the only time that he really like got me where I'm like, it's over was when he went riding in the, the right after the other surgery and it busted open. Like <laughs> yes. at that point it was like, it's over. And he I felt his... so bad for him and he knew, but like desperate times call for desperate measures. So I understood but I was just like, fuck, he's, he's smoked now. It's not going to happen.
0: You're talking about when he took his stitches out after two days. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And yes. so he could do a two stroke edit with me and then it blew yes. open, and bled everywhere. Mm-hmm.
3: That's yeah. good.
0: That wasn't the smartest thing he's ever done.
3: Yeah, love him to death. God bless him for trying. He is a media darling, but that was uh <laughs> that was short-sighted. Yeah.
0: yeah. Okay, well, getting back to racing, uh 250 class, uh it's funny because when I interviewed Jet in Foxborough, uh he said straight up, "I'm going to go to Salt Lake to help my brother." And you know, I mean, I You know, help means you know, like get in between or whatever. But like, it's the way that they said it. Even again in the press conference, it seemed kind of cryptic, didn't you? uh, Yep. You said something about that Mm -hmm. chase, right? Did you see Christian's face when they said that?
1: Yeah. I Um, mean, I don't, I don't think that was really. I don't think Jet would have done anything. Yeah. I think it was more of a, a, uh, just like a press deal just try and get some attention going like i don't know i feel like sometimes you can't take what those boys say seriously because you don't know what's like oh let's just get some extra clicks or some more attention you know stir it up <laughs> yeah yeah because
3: like don um 100th is something similar to me after denver he's like you know 18 points is a lot and that's that's a big number to have to to try to call back so i'll just go to that race and try to do my best And that was on Saturday. And then by Friday, it's like, oh, no, we're coming here to win. We're going to try to make this thing swing in my favor. And I was just like, oh, okay. And I think similar to what you guys, you know, um, that definitely put the pressure on Christian because, like, they straight called him out and they knew it, you know, and he knew it. And I was even thinking, like, if Christian can get through press day and not have an issue, like, check the box, all good. And then if nothing happens between like time qualifying to like that 250 West heat race, we'll see what, like, he should be fine. You know, like just take it session by session. But then when Jet got hurt in that other practice, I was like, oh, the whole dynamic of it switched. Mm -hmm. Because Christian was so fast in time qualifying. Like, he was really, really trying when he didn't have to. Mm -hmm. And he really just like showed that was Christian at his best because like all the pressure was on him and he really like meant what he said when he wasn't thinking about it. He looked Mm -hmm. great, dude. He looked great all weekend.
0: Okay. Wait, talking of qualifying. What about Enzo Lopes? Dude,
3: five Brazil flags. That was awesome. Yeah. I loved it. (laughs) You know, it's funny because like
0: the, uh, you know, the, the, the tower, you know, with the names on it, that thing was glitching all day, like 200 Mm -hmm. Lawrence's, two Christian Craig's and stuff. But when I saw it with Enzo Lopes on top, I was like, God, they need to fix that thing.
1: (laughs) And then the the next Mm -hmm.
0: thing I know, Christian beats interviewing him all. Hell yeah. Enzo. Yeah.
1: I I was gutted for both him and Oldenburg after qualifying so freaking well. Yeah. They both have problems in the main.
0: Yeah. 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 Mitchell coming out and getting pole position of everyone. I thought that was pretty freaking amazing.
3: You know, Mitchell and I have talked about that, like, a lot. I think we even talked about it when I hosted that SNL episode with him a couple weeks ago. Like, I remember him doing that on Star in 19 and just being like, see, there's, like, the freckle that everybody knows is there. There's that, like, little hint that everybody's been chasing for forever. And then uh, he got knocked out and burned up that night. But, like, that's the one thing, like it's unbelievable to think that there's one of those guys that knows how to put it all together for one lap and to see him do it again and then be as good as he was in the heat race. Like that was a big like stamp on a good year for, for Mitchell, you know, mm-hmm. because at that time at this time last year, he was done. It was over. He was just going to move back to Texas and uh, do fences with his dad and his brother.
0: I, yeah, talked, you- to him, <laughs> uh, I talked to him after the qualifying. I walked up to him. I was like, dude. And he just goes, See, I still remember how to ride. But uh, <laughs> of that lap, he said, uh, he said he did every single thing perfect. And yep. uh, he he jumped the whoops. He said jumping the whoops was fast for him. And yeah. he, he said he pulled in. And he didn't even know if he was first or whatever. But he pulled in. And he said to Narco Nate, I'm done. He goes, there's no way I could go faster than I just did right now. And so he had knew, knew that was a perfect lap. And then. Lo and behold, it turns out fastest, not only in uh, East, but overall.
3: On the, on the broadcast, um, I had been watching the timing and scoring and I saw like just Mitchell kind of gradually getting better and getting better, you know, and there wasn't a lot of dudes in the, in that region at that time. So they kept putting the camera on like the same few guys. And I'm like, no man, like put it on Mitchell. Like something's coming. Like it's something is really, really coming. And then, uh, they, teased it for like just a split second. Like they were going to put it on him and you see him coming and it's like on a good lap of his and then mm-hmm. it cut away. And I was like, Oh man. Mm-hmm. But, um, like even hearing him on the podium, just like he couldn't believe how good it was. And like, he couldn't do that lap over again. Yeah. That had to have been just a flawless, flawless lap by him.
0: Mm-hmm. It was funny. Cause I was, um, you know, my GoPro on him. I'm like, all right, so the whoops jump or skim. And he goes, when is this coming out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like like Monday or Tuesday, was oh jumping them, jumping them was fast. But then in the heat race, Forkner skimmed and passed him, so you know things changed. Yeah, there
1: was a lot of uh, confusion on Saturday, especially in the PC rig. I know both Joe, Austin, and Mitch were were pretty pissed off because throughout the day, like the morning, like Mitchell said, it was way faster to jump. And mm. so, for example, Mitch had been telling the boys, "Hey, jump, jump, jump," and then. Supposedly someone was supposed to say before the main event to skim because skim became faster and both Joe and Forkner did not hear that. And so they were jumping all main event and it didn't go their way.
0: Mm. (laughs) That had to be cool. Chase. Cause, uh, okay. So those listening, there's a cool video feature coming up where Chase shadowed Joe throughout the day. But I mean, that's pretty cool that you were there and you could hear that kind of Intel, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's so, it's so rad. Just, like, yeah, being at the races, you do hear more and you get to know more. But when you're under like the semi and you're talking to the guys after each session and you're listening to the guys having conversations with their team manager after each session, you just, you hear so much more. And so I got to spend time with Joe and then even under the MCR rig with, I was hanging out with Oldenburg and, and freeze for quite a bit. And yeah, like after Mitchell, qualified like that he was so stoked. like I, I've never
0: seen him so happy yeah but yeah definitely definitely pretty cool hey Anton uh you know Chase and I are always disagreeing about riding gear and <laughs> kits and style and mm-hmm. everything like I, I have a hunch we agree I think I think we talked about it but I was pumped on the Leah gear that the MCR guys were wearing
3: yeah, yeah. that stuff was good uh, that stuff was really good. And do the Liat like quality, like the materials are always really, really good too. Mm-hmm. So like that stuff's got like a lot of fit and finish and that style matched it this time. It, it looks really nice. Yeah. I like that white with the, just the simple colors.
0: I think it yeah, was, cause... uh, I think it's the newest take on the whole tiger lion, African, African yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, but it looked good. Then the helmet looked good. And I, even those boots matched up pretty well.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, uh, I wonder how
0: long uh, Vince had to break those boots in for, because he's Mister Broken Boot Guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, if you look, he's been wearing the wrong boots or the wrong gear all year, because he won't wear, <clears throat> won't break them all in. He only wears the red one, red and blue ones, I think.
1: Oh, they were pretty dirty and stained Saturday morning, so he must have had them for a while. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah but yeah so i hit up steph at leah and i was like hey that's those pretty sick send me a set and she's all you're gonna have to wait i guess it's not coming out for a while
1: yeah yeah mitchell was people were asking mitchell for jerseys like all night and he had to keep saying oh i can't give you this one can't give you this one
0: yeah that's funny but yeah i mean it looked equally as nice on uh poor robbie wageman and also ryan surratt so surratt qualified for the four fifty class on a two fifty, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Was there someone else on a two fifty that made the main?
3: Yeah, there's Uh been, there's been a couple.
0: No, tonight. Or that's all like.
3: Um, I don't think so. Was, unless uh John Short did it again. Was Lane Shaw not in the main?
0: No. Lane wasn't oh. on in the main.
3: Um, let me tell
0: you. Dude John Short had a big cheering section there. Dude,
1: huge, like massive, especially yeah. on
0: Friday. Yeah, but he's from Texas, right?
1: Yeah, I didn't understand it. Oh, <laughs> he
0: does something. Uh, he does something
3: with a school. Um, and they came there. So, like, he does this program with this teacher that uh, is really involved in like his program. So then these kids track, like, track his
1: performance through the year. Oh, it's and part of have, a like, program, be, right? Or like the yeah, like... yeah, that makes um, sense. There's a lot of kids. And I was like, there's no way these kids are all related to this guy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I took a picture of the signs. Uh, I they, they all said something cool. Like, we'll yeah. see. That.
3: Yeah. So Surrey made it on his 250F on his Yamaha. Mm-hmm. And then Jeremy Hand is listed on his 250F, his Honda for SGB. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember when Hand like bumped up, but I can't remember if he really is on the 250 or not. I think that he is. Um, but then earlier in the year. I think he's on a 450. A I think it's guys. his 450 or something. Yeah, I think he is. I think yeah. he is on a big bike and they just never changed. I remember thinking something like that or asking Jason something about it when he switched over. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Hmm. Okay. So again, the two fifty racing itself, uh, man, when Christian was leading, I was like, Oh, going out with the exclamation point, you know? Yeah. And when Thrasher passed him, I was like, what is he doing? You know, I was, <laughs> I was like wondering like, is there team orders or like no team orders? Like, you know, race your hardest, do whatever you want. But I was kind of shocked to see that. Like, were you guys?
3: Uh, A little bit. I figured that he would be more like a blocker for Christian rather Mm -hmm. than just be like running away. But he did, you know, a bigger service than anything by taking those three points that Hunter would have scored. Yeah. You know, Um, and I think at that point too, like that was good of Nate because He's had just, like, a tough, like, up-and-go season. You know, when he got hurt last year at Millville and it's taken so long for his shoulder to get back to where it needed to be and all of that, like, that's a nice little statement win for him, and I think that's going to make even this outdoor summer more interesting because now you're like, oh, wow, another star guy that could be, like, top three, top five threat Mm -hmm. uh, that you didn't expect.
0: Yeah, it was kind of funny that he came out and won two races in his rookie year and has been kind of flat this year. But uh, yeah. He, he said he said it was all starts. He said I finally got a good start. My starts have been holding me back, but it seemed like there was more than a good start involved in that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so Hunter really made a run at him. I mean, I got it. There's a couple of pictures I got like it looked like he was gonna pass Thrasher, but I guess Thrasher closed the door. But uh, Hunter certainly made a good run at it.
3: Yeah, um, and I think too, like, had Hunter really needed to have anything else go on, like, I was like, okay, is he going to get baited into like trying to block Christian or something like that, or is he just going to go forward? Um, that was a good heads up duel. Like, I saw one of the pictures that you're talking about, Don, because like Hunter's diving it in on that flat inside turn Mm -hmm. as they're going up that jump face, and it's like, I remember that pass because that was a close one where I was like, wow, Hunter's not. Like he knows time's running out where he's going to make this attack and it's got to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he yeah, had, that was a good race
1: that in the heat race, I believe he, he fell right there going on the inside of Joe.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. I was stoked to see Pierce get third in his home hometown race. And especially after going through the LCQ, right? <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: I'm glad. I'm sure you were glad chase that you weren't filming at TLG. Doing shadows oh, when both guys were in the LCQs, because I was like, whoa, that would not be fun. <laughs>
2: Over
0: there right
1: yeah, now. that would not have been good, dude.
0: Two LCQs and boo fest,
1: Dude, and then Barsha and, and his mechanic, they were, like, even before the incident, they were screaming and getting, like, the F-words at privateers all day. Like, dude, they were just on edge all day. Yeah. A couple incidents. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I don't know. It's funny. I I, uh, <clears throat> I had some footage I didn't put in my vlog because I forgot, but of the crowd booing Parsha. And I kind of pointed the camera at his face and he's just like laughing like, ah, ha, ha. And I think he said, fuck them or something. But yeah, I don't know. Did you see the way he was smiling at the camera and doing thumbs up and everything? like
1: After running away. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I don't know. And somebody posted a picture on Instagram of him giving the finger, right?
1: Yeah, but that was a different round, yeah.
0: Oh, it was? Okay.
1: Yeah. yeah, and I think
3: that's what he had, like, the stitches in his finger.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was, like, Detroit.
0: Oh, okay. So yeah. that was a Moto Meme's uh, manipulation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> on, have you talked to Mookie? Because he was not looking great after the main event. I believe that the knee he got hit was the same leg he jacked oh. up. A oh. Hmm.
0: You know, I talked to him yesterday, and he didn't mention anything about being banged. Well, he said he was sore, but he didn't say anything about his knee.
1: Yeah, dude, he was he was a really bad limp trying to get out of the semi. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah.
0: yeah. I thought that was cool how he sent us, how was your weekend from the gas station? <laughs> <laughs> I texted him, I'm all, dude, you seriously just bailed? And he's all, oh, my bad. And then he texted that over. Did a lot
3: of people fly out that night?
1: I think so. Well, no. It was the mix of people flying out and then a mix of people running back to the hotels and getting ready for the monster, monster party. party. But yes. Oh, okay. okay. Everyone. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Out of there. Um, Well, heck. Anything else about Supercross?
1: It's Motocross news.
0: Motocross news?
3: Dude, there's been so much like in the last few days where you're just like, Oh my God, watch this, watch this, watch this. Like all of it just dropping at one point in time. Yeah. You know? Know. Like even today, I, I, you know, I knew Don that you had that KTM launch coming up and then to see it just drop today. I was like, Oh wow. That on top of the six other things that have all broken the last 24 hours.
0: <laughs> Wait, what are you talking about? The KTM thing? The KTM,
1: the 23s are out. Oh. They unveiled them to-
0: Oh, they unveiled them today.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Somebody...
1: Oh, they're already at dealerships, but whatever. <laughs> dude, oh, I'm, were they really? Oh, yeah, dude. People already have them.
0: Yes, there, I, there's a picture circulating one in the back of a truck. Yeah. Somebody DM me one. But, yeah, we're flying to Redbud on Monday to go ride the uh, 23 bikes. I, I, that's... This is the earliest, right? I can I was thinking it's the May. other day. I, Before it was June, just, was always early. Now we're in May. Yeah. I don't know. We just barely got. The, the only
3: other conditions. thing that I could think, sorry, Don. The only other time that I could think like you guys having a bike intro this early was like
0: when Suzuki
3: flew everybody to Japan.
0: Yeah, but that wasn't really an intro. That was a ride. Ride this bike. Yeah, that was just a ride. Ride. Yeah. Prototype or something. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna, we're gonna Chase, Pat Foster, and I are flying to Redbud on Monday. We're gonna ride Tuesday, fly home Wednesday, and then uh, we've got the Trans Am Vet Classic Friday, Saturday, Sunday at Glen Helen. So I have to try to make Oof. the most of Friday and learn how to ride Glen Helen again. And then Monday, Renee Garcia and I are flying to Barcelona for the Stark Varg intro. I think that ought to be interesting so anton when do you uh you're you're flying out for fox i would imagine
3: yeah i'll fly out for that um next week i'm gonna go to boise for the um for
0: the sales
3: meeting yeah yeah which is going to be good you know considering new ownership group and everything like that really good to get in front of them i've noticed some new people from wps around at the last few races but i don't think i've really had the chance to get introduced to them Mm -hmm. so that'll be good to go up there Uh, And then, yeah, between like for for Paula and um, Hangtown, trying to sort everything out because I'd like to come out early, you know, obviously do press day and then probably stay through that week. Mm -hmm. But just kind of see what's going on, because uh, I think like I mean, that's just going to be like such a great time to come out and watch everybody get ready. You know, this is going to this is really now shaping up to be a great summer where a couple weeks ago it was like, well, how's it going to go? And then. Now that everybody's in and you see what it's going to be like, dude, there's going to be 12, like, awesome, awesome races in all classes.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I'm pretty bummed. I didn't realize that Stark overlapped Fox. So. Uh, oh, it does? Yeah, I'm going to miss the opener. But. Uh, oh, wow. So, oh, wow. So Dunlop has a tire intro they're trying to do up in the Sacramento area right before Hangtown. So perhaps we'll all drive up in the van and go do that
3: okay yeah you know it's funny too because i've heard a little bit about that new tire and then kind of um seeing them working with like new tire treads and stuff like that so yeah cool that you guys are going to have that coming up and that they're going to take you somewhere else i know you don't want to go ride anywhere else but at least it's not out of state
0: <laughs> yeah but you know? Man, it's it's crazy though like my schedule like i was just talking it's about slammed. yeah i don't want to go ride dirt bike in sacramento
3: <laughs> yeah yeah
0: I don't want to put the sack yeah, you're in You're on a good one right now. Yeah. I'm living the yeah. Anton lifestyle right now. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. No, me and – we we were talking about it today. I'm like, dude, he, he's got a tear of trips coming. Like, the Spain thing's going to be good. You know, you never really even rode the Alta all that much. You rode it a couple times, but – You
0: know I was thinking about? It. I rode the prototype, like, before any of you guys did, and that was mm-hmm. the day I fell because I didn't have a clutch in the rut, and that's when I mm-hmm. picked – picked it up and twisted the throttle and thing looped out from my hands and almost killed Mike's leader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we got our production one, I don't know how much time I spent on that. Cause you loved it. so You barely much.
3: wrote it. Yeah. You barely wrote it. The only time I think you maybe wrote it like two laps at like Paris one day and that was it. So I'm excited to see you ride that. And especially with just like the group that's over there because you know, you're really going to, um, you're really going to know how that bike is compared to everything else coming off the factory edition shootout that you just did. I mean, yeah. you're going to be the guy. If it wasn't you or Pat to like go test this thing for us, like uh-huh. kind Dude, of deal. <laughs>
0: I'm a little nervous, man. The whole electric bike thing is so strange, but I think, I think they need to, uh, they need to build some software into it that has a sound that mimics RPMs.
1: Yeah. You know, you know what I was thinking When you ride on Thursday and then this weekend, you should ride with, like, gnarly earplugs in and get used to silence.
0: (laughs) No sound. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No clutch motos. Yep. Yeah, no clutch. And then they have, is it going to have, you know what, I have to reply to the email because they they said something like, which side do you like your front brake on? So I think they have two Mm -hmm. handbrakes. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, because you can order it to whatever side you want when you buy one. Oh,
0: my God. Why would you want the front brake on the left?
1: Is that how mountain bikes are or
0: no? Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah but like, I, I don't know. I, I don't have any problem switching my brain from mountain bike to motorcycle. That's true. That's true.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Neither do I. Yeah. I've always kind of thought, I remember when they said that in the thing and they were even trying to figure out like, do you want a handbrake or do you want a footbrake? Yeah. And <laughs> there are some people that even want both on the footbrake. So you could modulate it a different way. But like, the no clutch thing on the Ulta never really phased me. If anything, if I'm, I, I felt like a better rider after that. Cause it was one less thing to take out of the equation. You know, like I really got to figure that stuff out better. Um, but I think that like, just the versatility of this one's going to be so different for you. But I think also Don, that's going to like help it be an easier adjustment than just like the Ulta, which was just stuck in one thing and one thing only.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Should be cool. I was uh, I was kinda of bummed. I was looking forward to seeing uh I was looking forward to seeing Mike Sleater there because he's doing for uh you know Australian website. But it sounds like there's mm-hmm. like it's like a two week long thing with different publications every single day. So mm. I probably I'm not gonna overlap him. I was talking to uh what's the guy's name from that title?
3: Oh yeah, Anthony Gobert.
0: Yeah, I was talking to Gobert and he he was saying Sleater's doing his on like the, you know Gobert's brother.
3: You know Gobert's brother was like super gnarly MotoGP racer. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that until like a couple of, like until like after I got to know him, and then somebody told me that story. I'm like, oh my god, I never would have thought
0: that. <laughs> yeah, that, those guys are funny. Him and there's another guy. I think he's uh, Australian or yeah, maybe UK.
1: Yeah,
0: they were they were like. You you sit in the front row. <laughs> the press comes. Mm-hmm. No, you sit in the No way am I sitting in the front row.
3: <laughs> that was cool to see so many of the Australian guys make the trip over as much as they did this year. Cause like that's a yeah. flight, dude. That's a long ass flight. So like props to them um to make the trip over as much as they did.
2: Yeah. yeah.
0: Man. So uh yeah, so up at Fox Raceway today, uh we had Hammerker back on the bike. McAdoo, Joe. Joe looked super good. Um, actually, he was passing McAdoo today, and McAdoo looked back like, Who's this pressuring me? And then he did a, like a helicopter off a jump and ain't shit. Oh and I got oh it on geez. video, but he's okay. He was like limping real bad, so I thought he was messed up, but he was back on the bike. And I texted him and asked if he was okay, and he said, Yeah, but uh, that'll make for a good little clip. And uh, Savachi was there. He looked super rusty his first couple of laps, but by the time I was leaving, he looked really fast.
3: I thought that too. Like watching your video, he looked a little like timid in some stuff, but then as your video kept going, like he got way, way better. He was linking stuff together. Paula yeah. didn't look like any fun today. I would not ride that
0: <laughs> Yeah, Anderson said it was fucked up. <laughs> but, uh, it looks fucked up. But yeah, Jason looked really, really, really good. Um, uh who else was there? Oh, Plessinger was there. He looked he looked fast. And uh, you know, Sartman, and all the local guys.
1: Was uh Joey in fly stuff still?
0: Yeah, Joey was in fly. No name on it though. I don't know if they're trying to be yeah, incognito. Fly and Scott. Incognito okay. or something.
1: Dude, I'm I'm confused and surprised about this Jeremy Martin news. I thought it was gonna be a four fifty deal. Yeah. Because like, I know that Star offered him a two fifty deal again. Hmm. So I don't know why. I don't know. I don't know what he sees there that he doesn't see at Star. I guess.
0: <laughs> Be with his brother.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Phil, and and I mean, I mean, clearly there's a good group of guys that are around there, and I'm sure that club will do whatever it takes because, like, they've been working for years to get somebody of Jeremy's caliber. You know, like. Getting another dude like him as the next building block for that team. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But I really thought it was going to be a 450 because Alex had looked so good on the 450 all this year. Like, Alex proved that that bike is good. Alex has not had like the most 450 experience, but he gets rookie of the year. We know Jeremy can podium on a 450, so I was like, that makes sense. So mm-hmm. then to see him be on a 250, like, that'll be different, you know, especially up against like the Star War machine that they yeah. have next year. But, uh, I mean, J-Mart likes Challenge, so I think it'll be interesting. I was surprised to see it announced so soon.
2: Yeah. You know? yeah.
3: Like, I thought that was weird, and then that's always one of those deals where you're like, oh, wow, like, j Martin Star again. Here we go.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: It's probably nothing, but I was just like, wow, I can't believe, like, he's already committed to it because he's not racing at all this summer.
0: Right. <laughs> see, I didn't realize that. I thought he was racing, so I was like, why? why would they be releasing a picture of him in a club shirt when he still has a summer race for Star? But yeah, obviously. So I wonder how that worked because was there like an injury clause where he gets zero pay or something?
3: Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. And who knows? Like if he hasn't been doing anything for a while, it just sucks. Like for J Mark too, because every year he's shown so much promise. He's la- like, last year when he was on that bike, like outdoors and to be hurt. And then to just like really running it in with jet, making that championship exciting as he did. It's like, well, yeah, and then this summer should be great. And then to see it not even be able to have any chance of it sucks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Stinky. All right. Well, uh, I think we should wrap this up. we got some SML shows to film today. And, uh, yeah, I'm getting tired of looking at this Del Taco here in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> the Del
3: Taco off, like, Temecula Parkway? Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so... Anyhow, uh, guys, thanks for tuning in and listening to the uh, Kickstarter Podcast Tuesday edition. Thank you, Drunk Alex Ray, and uh, we'll talk to you next Monday. Since 1991, ProTaper has led the way in premium control components and prides themselves on providing an exciting, innovative, and complete product line to fulfill the needs of professional racers and weekend riders alike. Through revolutionary ideas like the oversized one and 1/8 1⁄8-inch handlebar, and the micro handlebar kit, the only control system purpose-built for youth riders, ProTaper continues to push the limits and transform how we experience riding our motorcycles. Visit ProTaper.com for more.